Hey, 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 welcome back to Spilling the GNT. You're here with Polo. And Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now Polo here is a performer. Hey, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional, professional review on RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars 5. Are you ready to get into it? More than ready. I'm going to start this off with saying some great news. Whether <gasps> you like it or not, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and that is. Maybe, possibly, hopefully, <gasps> restaurants will be opening in July the 4th. Now, there's no <laughs> official confirmation, but on Instagram, I saw some restaurants saying that that's what's going to be happening. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm excited for that. So, I guess, you know, this is this is a hope. This is a hope. Not an official government announcement yet, but indications. Uh, I know, just well, I just feel like your tone's really pointed. <laughs> the omens I are... Don't, the I o- don't know if you could sense that I was really happy <laughs> and yeah. I'm really looking forward All to I'm this. What I'm trying to say is like little realism in there. Like the omens are good and let's aim for it and hope for it and dream for it. Yeah. Um, It's, it's going to happen. Um, <laughs> I've already made some bookings online, so it's, it should be happening and I am excited. Look, there's something for everyone to look forward to. There, there is maybe slightly... And end coming. I don't know. I mean, we're not New Zealand. We're there just like prancing around, living life and having haircuts and all sorts. Talking to some um, friends of mine there and they're just like, oh, coronavirus just seems like everyone else's problem. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it doesn't affect them. They're like it doesn't seem relevant. So when they when they read about it now, they're like, "Well, it's not really our problem." Um, Until they let Brits into the country, and then it becomes exactly, like, oh, exactly. <laughs> but they need to just uh. they need to maintain it, okay? But that's what's um that's what's that's what I'm looking forward to. Yay! And, and we, we that's all- what's going to happen. I have not had a drop of alcohol since January the sixteenth. I deserve to go out and have a drink. I deserve to go out and have a cocktail, and. I, can... I am. That's got. That's gonna be my main. My main's gonna be a cocktail. My entree's <laughs> gonna be a cocktail. The zero's gonna be a cocktail. I can vouch for your abstinence. Yep, that's it. You've done amazingly well. I and have. You deserve maybe one drink. I think you know. Don't go overboard. I'm, Just one. I'm, I'm gonna be in a coma. <laughs> if there is a week, if on July the fourth, which is a Saturday, there is no podcast, I'm letting you know I'm drunk. <laughs> I'm letting you know I have been. I have passed out. And the next day there won't be another podcast because I'll be too hungover and I have <laughs> not experienced. You know what? That's one of the best things that I've experienced mm. since not drinking. I do not miss having a hangover. Well, I've not had a hangover in a long time either because, um, I mean, I I do drink, but in moderation. And last time I had a hangover was probably January when we went we went to night out to Manchester, didn't we, with some friends? That's yes, I think that was no. I I think the last time we had a hangover was it? Yes, it was in Manchester, I wasn't it? I think you had a hangover that time as well. Oh, that was like I don't even want to talk about it. I remember <laughs> we so we took a a Uber from Manchester to Liverpool, and I. Didn't want to vomit. I, I remember feeling so sick. I was so sick. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so drunk. I'm going to vomit. But I remember thinking, oh no, like, I don't know. I didn't want to ruin everyone's Uber. I didn't want to get kicked out because we needed to get home to Liverpool. And it was my Uber rating that was exactly. on the line. Exactly, and his, his, his Uber rating's the worst. It's actually and improved. so we were very, very grateful to get someone who would take us. So the whole trip, I was like holding it in. And the second... We left the car when we got home. The second I got out of the car, I just puked on the side of me. I don't know why I'm saying this, everyone. It's not. I'm not painting a really good picture. It's such a anyway, what story. I'm saying is that I'm excited that there may be something for me to look forward to. There is something for me to look forward to, and that's it. 
And that's puking again. <laughs> Hangover, yes. <laughs> um, also, um, my week, I've been doing a lot of um, training. I'm, I'm yeah. getting back to basics, um, learning vocals and techniques and mm-hmm. um, how to sing music theatre. I'm changing my style of singing to conform to music theatre. Uh-huh. And I'm doing a bit of scriptural connecting. So it's really, really good. You know... As good as you are in any profession, whether it be you as a psychiatrist or a doctor or a nurse or a singer, it's it's always good to mm-hmm. to revise. It's always good to go back and you know remember the basics, Definitely. the foundations. And I that's what I'm doing. Sometimes you need to sort of update your skills and keep up with kind of like newer techniques and that sort of thing, don't you? Certainly yeah. in 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 healthcare and mental health, yeah. Um, learn about breakthroughs, but I can certainly vouch for the fact that your dulcet tones have been floating through the house this past week. Every day, in every way, <laughs> I am getting better and better. Yay! And that's kind of the truth. <laughs> I feel like I'm giving you guys a, a little taste of what my self-affirmations sound mm-hmm. like every morning. I am worthy. I am great. I am beautiful. <laughs> I am beautiful on the outside and internally. And no I do one. 48. Um, 48. What? What is it? I do. 54 different character illusions on the Las Vegas stage. I want to give you guys, our listeners, five seconds. Who was that drag queen? Five, <laughs> four, three. If it you guessed the... Chanel from season one, you get 10 points. And if, any, if, if anybody can guess who this is, they get even more points. Go on. My name's Chanel. I wear a costume. <laughs> uh, I even know that. Um, everyone, you should know this, and you should watch the clip. It's uh, Mariah Mar- Balenciaga, yeah. and the was for it was drag. In, it was you, in drag wasn't you. It? Yeah. So there are some great clips of drag. I can't find drag you like on Netflix well, or anything. But it's on, has, on YouTube. If, if, if anyone's gone to our Facebook page, which is RuPaul's Drag All Star Five, again, you'll know that it's the right page because you'll see posts from Paul or. And um, the moderators, who is obviously Nick, you know, uh-huh. one, of my, one of my best Judy's Nick and my other best Judy, Miss B's. Yes. And Shout out to the Dream Girls. They are the Dream Girls. And if you want, uh, as I always say, if you want any kind of, well, actually, if you want to watch any reviews on music, you have to check out B-View on YouTube. Yes. And, Oh my gosh, you will see why I love B and Nick so much. Now, mm-hmm. I'd say specifically look for the ones that have Nick and B on there. And you'll see the kind of chemistry that just makes my day. They've got great chemistry, fantastic opinions, and they're reviewing some great tracks. Yep. Yeah. We so watched the Lady Gaga one not long ago. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I just... I just sometimes I just put them on in the background because it just <laughs> yeah. you know if if you were feeling low you have to give them a listen. Now let's have a quick look at last week. Last week we saw Miss Angina go home, didn't we? We did indeed. Now the there's been some Angina. issues about that on social media. I think issues is a bit of an interesting take on it. I think because the vibe I've got is there's just a really big outpouring of love to Angina, but nobody's saying that she shouldn't have gone home. Ooh. That's the vibe I get. Do you get a different vibe? Um, I, I, I think everyone's feeling for Angina because yeah. she has been waiting a long time for this. And there's been a lot of 
obstacles that has prevented her from actually coming back from for All Stars 1 and All Stars 2 and now when All Stars 5 yeah. she finally got that opportunity and I think everyone was rooting for her we regardless really of her performance people mm. just you know people wanted to see her do well because we all knew the journey that it took for her to get here yes. and um, there was a bit of online a kerfuffle between her and Miss Cracker and Andrana had posted online um, specifically saying to Miss Cracker the next time that someone's feeling down you don't have to kick them while they're already there why don't you use your time and lift people up and that was because what happened last week with Miss Cracker is that Miss Cracker actually came for Andrina out of no, not out of nowhere, really, because it was the day after the conversation had been finished, uh-huh. and Miss Cracker wanted to start the day by saying, "I couldn't sleep because <laughs> I should have got white out and wrote your name on it." First mm. of all, why did you feel the need to say that it's done? That conversation is done and dusted, yeah. and. What I was thinking is that weren't you the same queen mm-hmm. who was offended when Asia O'Hara said that you were in a star? Yes. So you know exactly how it feels to be on Gina and you kind of are a hypocrite in yeah. the sense that you display behaviors that you don't like in other people. Yeah. Didn't she? It's a very interesting way for them to start the day, really, wasn't it? Um, and we did note that there was a bit of a theme of brutal honesty because Juju um, was a bit brutally honest with Mayhem, wasn't she? I'm sure she was. Well, only because it called for him. Yeah. They said who voted with for Cracker, Miller. With Cracker, it was apropos of nothing, really, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I always find this kind of stuff really clear. The, the good thing to note is that they've both since posted things that suggest they've had a phone conversation and cleared the air. Yes. Because like even Angina's partner was getting involved and stuff. And it's like, I guess like, I I can see it from both sides. Like, I don't think there's a need to be putting that kind of negativity wrapped up as honesty out there if it's not called for. Nobody's asking for her opinion. It wasn't a kind of like RuPaul saying, who deserves to go home moment, was it? Very true, very true. So nobody was calling for it. But also, if you're letting it affect you to that degree, you've got to look at why your your self-esteem is so vulnerable. Um, Angina is a superstar, and we know that. She's charming. She's charismatic. She's a talking head confessional maestro she's got amazing energy on stage for, for whatever reason she didn't quite bring it on also I, I think she felt a bit out of her depth to be honest i think it'd been a long time it'd been over 10 years since she'd been on rupaul's drag race and she was surrounded by a lot of talent and um and she it seems like she was a bit ill as well physically ill let's put that out there and um her spirit was crushed a bit and she did give up um wish wish it hadn't been that way i could watch on gina all day mm. but that's the way it was but you've got to ask why she let crackers comment affect her for what six months how long has it been since filming nearly a year actually they filmed it last summer so why is on gina still feeling the need to put out their kind of cracker you know next time please don't pick on people essentially true you know it's been a while and it feels like now is the time that they're finally talking about it yeah it's almost like people like put that aside and they're like okay i'm gonna let this manifest yeah. when the episode clears mm-hmm. I don't know how that works I don't know why people would do that but that's what's happened do you know what before we move on to the actual episode I want to talk about this villain edit and mm. the kind of the hypocrisy around it and also borderline some of the 
I'll let you decide. So Miss Cracker so far has been given the villain edit. Let's let's just say for what it she is, has. that's what it, that's what she's been um, portrayed as the villain. Now at this stage, when it is a queen of color, mm-hmm. someone that displays the villain that displays the characteristics of what Miss Cracker has, who was the villain. Whenever someone is the villain and they're a POC, they're a bitch. Mm-hmm. They um. angry black woman angry black woman oh my gosh like they really go in at them and with miss cracker most of the feedback is oh you know what she's just having a bad day or you know what she's just really misunderstood or you know she's really really hurt that people are really have people are really quick to come to her defense and really really defend her but when it's a queen of color they are they're very, very quick to bash them. They're really, really quick to show their their aggression towards yeah. them. Like, oh, you get her off the queen, and they say all this bad crap. Mm-hmm. I just, I think that's. I think if you're one of those people, get the hell out. Log off. Dot com. Dot uk. Just, just get out of here. It's, it's completely unacceptable. It's repugnant, and it sh- it shouldn't happen. But sadly, it still does. It's yeah. still, you know, we're twelve years into the fandom of this amazing program that showcases so many um, amazing queens of different ethnic backgrounds and still we're having this conversation. I guess it's more pertinent than ever at the moment. Mm. Um, But, you know, it it dates back to, you know, Tyra Sanchez, really. You know, um, Tyra got far more of a backlash than Raven or Tatiana on on her season and they they were equally bitchy and all produced equally good reality TV. Mm. And let's not forget that's what it is, a reality TV show that's there for our entertainment, not to be bashing people. There it is. It is a reality TV show. And a reality TV show is not a reality. No. Okay. (laughs) No. Period. All right. So that's all I want to talk about. Last thing I want to do say is that on the Facebook group, obviously we put out um we put out questions. One of the questions was who do we think is going home this week? And the overriding opinion through the votes, through the polls, is Mayhem Miller. Ooh. And people are still rooting for Shay and Juju B. Now, let's see okay. how that goes. I'm just leaning. That's kind of the general opinion. And um, I'm definitely team Shay and Juju. And I, I actually agree. I think Miller might be on her way out. Do you mean Mayhem? Yeah, <laughs> make him filler. All right, well, let's see. It'll be interesting to see how this episode pans out. Yeah, let's let's get into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. And we are right into it. The girls have just come back from the main stage. Mm-hmm. We um, reminisce about Shay mm. and winning twenty grand. She won twenty grand, twenty thousand from three minutes of dancing. <laughs> now she had beat the Alyssa Edwards, yes, the dancing diva of Texas. She beat yes. her in the lip sync, and she got the money. Great. What did I think about that lip sync? I'll just say really, really quickly. It didn't even look like Alyssa was trying. Fully agree. But I wonder if she just was trying and Shay just really, really won it and did the damn thing. I I think Shay did a fantastic job and could well have won it anyway. Just I didn't Mm. see Alyssa do any of her like signature splits and kicks. Yeah, that's all the girls are like saying, "Wow, you beat Alyssa." I I guess that's true. Now, what I really want to get into. A lot of it is that, first of all, Angina did a Ben de la Creme, didn't she? 
A big mirror message. No, she she, she did a daily in the scenes. That oh. She sends herself home as well. Okay. I just saw that. I just saw um, they were looking at how people voted mm-hmm. last week. Oh, to yeah. See who yeah. went home. And even on Gina did her own name. Now, it's kind of upsetting, but it, I mean, girl. I don't. I don't know. It is upsetting because there was we love Angina so much, and there was so much anticipation around her eventually being an all star. I just want to say, I just think that she's just trying to save face. I just want. I just think that Angina. I mean, I love you, Angina, but I just felt that there was a slight. Like really, girl? Like you sending yourself home? You kind of gave up after everything that you've tried, you've done to try to get here. You send mm-hmm. yourself home like that. I felt like she was just trying to say, "Oh, you know what? I sent myself home. Oh, you know." It was, I told them to send me home. That's why, that's the only reason why I didn't go so far is because I told them to do that because it was the right thing. I felt like it's easier for her to have done that than to be sent home and be seen as a failure. And I think that she, that's that's what she did. I agree. Um, I guess by voting for herself and making it, you know, she even made the little speech, didn't she, about kind of like, yeah, you know, I kind of deserve to go home. You're right. She's saving face. Um, and it's a way of, I guess, maintaining her dignity. Mm. Um, but sad goodbye to Angina all the same. We hope for a lot more from her. Now let's talk about the next morning. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Now, I think I said this last time, but a non-smiling Alexis Mateo <laughs> yeah. is a very scary, scary, scary. She's got quite a lady. presence and she's quite a powerful personality, hasn't she? And we're used to her kind of like lighting up the room and being effervescent. I'm used to the whole bam, bam. But it feels like in the same way her um, her kind of positivity can light up a room, her anger can fill the room as well. Bloody hell. And I think if I were Miss Cracker in the bit we're about to describe, my blood would have turned cold, you know? And. Um, I think Alexis's feelings are quite complex here because Alexis, she was actually quite tearful um, during the kind of voting segment and stuff. Wasn't she? I remember she went to the mirror and dabbed her eyes because she was kind of like boiling with frustration that Angina was sending herself home because she loves Angina and didn't want to see her give up. Um, but there's, there's really complex emotions there because she seems to be quite angry with cracker and she accuses her of deliberately undermining Angina's confidence with the the last time we all saw them come back in the morning when the bit we just described about um miss cracker saying that i should have sent you home yes Yes. yeah now alexis is quite forceful and cracker is quite she she does not have that kind of assertive dominance that she displayed against Angina the other morning she actually recedes quite a lot into herself doesn't she and she doesn't really make much of a counter-attack against Alexis. She kind of like slowly like we see her coming out as this kind of bitch let's be honest and then we see her kind of withdraw back into her shell Mm -hmm. when Alexis is asking her why did you do that? Why did you think that was necessary? And we do see Alexis get quite angry. Yeah. And then we see um, we see Jujubee saying, oh, maybe Alexis is playing mind yeah. games over there. Miss Rek is saying, sorry. Everyone's just on a conspiracy. There's a conspiracy web it's with everyone, that, isn't, isn't it? it? So we're, we're not seeing RuPaul's best friend race. We're seeing the, the cracks and the divides start to show themselves quite early, which is going to make great TV. Um, but like, yeah, Miss Cracker tries to frame it quite differently to, I think, what we heard... Um, she says she was like trying to light a fire under Angina's ass and help her to um, to realize her potential and kind of come back stronger. 
that's Did it not, feel like that to you? It was not. It didn't feel like tough love to me. It, it, it felt no. like it felt like her undermining her confidence. Alexis is calling that out and asking everybody to be real. Um, do you think that was genuine of Alexis? Because Juju seems to doubt it. Um, I thought it was genuine because what mm. Alexis was saying is, Miss Cracker, I don't like you. Mm-hmm. And if any of you other people are like this, guess what? I don't care how the challenge goes. I'm sending your ass home. If I don't like you, I don't like you. I don't like you. I so- wasn't talking to you. <laughs> Why are you looking at my direction? <laughs> but that's, that, that's what she's saying. Now, it was kind of a back and forth, okay? Uh, this is how I describe it. Miss Cracker comes in. Um, well, first of all, Alexis attacks Miss Cracker about why did you say that about Angina? Miss Cracker says, I was trying to help. Mayhem Miller rolled her eyes and said, mm-hmm. no, that's not what you said. Then Alexis says, you better not be like that again. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have done that. And then Juju saying to Alexis, to the group, is that okay, she's playing mind games. That was and a professional, she didn't professional, say that group, yeah. She's playing mind games and it just, it's, it's like a game of like, Doubles in tennis. Because <laughs> you know, Cracker's like, is everything okay over there, Mayhem? Everyone's like everyone's like throwing the ball and everyone's attacking it. And just like, you're, you're right. It's not RuPaul's best friend race anymore. And they leave There's the table divide. in two separate groups. Alexis kind of storms off with the majority of the group following her. Shay and Juju stay back a little bit to comfort Cracker a little. Okay. Which is sweet of them. But I wonder if that's a sign of an alliance. Um, so yeah, drama-filled first few minutes. What else is there? Let's have a look. Okay, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> you got to start somewhere. Let's okay. Let's start with what the maxi challenge is. Okay. okay? So the maxi challenge is called Shantae. Enjoy your stay. Um, now, the, what the girls have to do is design and present hotel suites. To me, this is incredibly reminiscent of the Club Queens challenge from All Stars Season 4. Club 96. Yes. It's so interesting how that's the most... They were in the bottom, and that was the the most uh, memorable moment from that challenge. So I think they're directly comparable. They've got to... So what's this challenge about? It's about having a design aesthetic. It's about bringing your personality. It's about being creative, I think it's about creating an experience, isn't it? It's essentially like a really elaborate branding challenge. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it's in the same, you know, um, ballpark really as like dragazines or scent of a queen, those kind of challenges where you've got to pour your persona into a package, but you've got to do it as a team and there's got to be a real sense of the aesthetic about it. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, I, I don't, I didn't really get it. But I get it now because okay. you explained it so beautifully. I'm a really good explainer. Eh? In my mind, it was just um, make a nice hotel room uh-huh. and make it better than the others. They mentioned, though, that they go do bits like have a nightcap cocktail and they had to have like a signature cocktail in the last one. I, okay. think, I think they've taken the exact same structure of the challenge and just transposed it from club to hotel. All right. Yeah. Sadly, none of us can go on holiday at the moment, but we can we can live through these drag queens. Now, they were randomly put into groups. Now, it's... Um... This is interesting, being put into groups, isn't it? Yep. Usually, I mean, often the girls get to choose their own groups. Do mm-hmm. you think there's an agenda behind Rue selecting? The, Rue said they were randomised into groups. Do you think so? Um... For me, everything happens for a reason. Yes. Especially when it's reality TV. But to be honest, if 
I think they were trying to stir up drama. I would have put Miss Cracker with Alexis Mateo and Mayhem Miller. So maybe it was randomized. Or maybe they thought about it a different way and like, hmm, if Alexis and Cracker are in separate teams and competing against each other, maybe that'll maximize the drama. Because let's look at who was in the teams. So we had, we're giving them team names, Team Blayhem, Blair and Mayhem. Okay, right. And, yeah, right, go on. <laughs> then Team uh, Jundexis. <laughs> Is this working? You know what, if there's ever a marketing challenge, <laughs> I would not put you on my team. That would be a mistake. But as you um, go. And then Team Ms. Shariah. Is this not working? It is working. Where's my pocketbook? <laughs> Where's my pocketbook? Uh, pineapple with glitter on it. Um, so, like, this sets up actually, like, different kinds of discussion and conflict, because... Blair and Mayhem end up talking about how they're doing so much better without Cracker in their team. Remember how last week they were Team Season 10, which I'd like to apologize. I kept referring to them as Team Season 9 last week. Yes. I'm really, really sorry about that. There's a really big oversight on my pack. I did get some feedback about that. I'm really sorry. So um, you need to apologize. I, I'm issuing the apology now, and it comes Good. from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, Miss Cracker. The heart of my bottom. Thank you, Miss Cracker. <laughs> it's a big one, too. <laughs> um, and then, you, you know, Cracker is on a team with one of her bigger allies. We saw earlier Shay comforted Cracker. She clearly wants to be on her side and she's on the same team as her. Shay is good peoples. She's good she people. Good. She's really good people. Now, we won't get into it yet. Go on, continue. And then you've got um, Alexis with um, Juju and and um, India. And they're kind of like team early season in a way, aren't they? They're all from season three and season two and they all seem to know each other and have a, a good, friendly, kiki kind of type mm. of interaction. Mm -hmm. Can I just say for the record as well, I think I'm really appreciating how stunning Shay's bone structure is. We've been watching a lot of America's Next Top Model lately, haven't we? And I want to see Shay in a photo shoot, frankly. Um, it's called Instagram. Okay, what's that? Um, it, She's got... Photos upon photos upon photos. Hmm. What is this Instagram you speak let's of? Let's move on to what they're looking at aesthetic wise. Now, yeah. let's first of all, let's focus on Blayham, Blair and Mayhem. <laughs> How do you think that they're working? What do you think about their design? What is even their theme? They talk about glamour and glitter. Glamour and glitter, fashion and fame. Um, I think they're going to be style over substance. Yeah. I, I think it's going to look glitzy. I don't really see their like. I don't see any leaders. Much. I don't see any leaders. I don't see Blair as the leader. I don't see Mayhem as a leader. To me, it's two sheep. I see two sheep, and I, <laughs> you know what? And I think Blair is trying so hard to push on this new Blair 2.0, mm. and it doesn't feel natural. I'm not saying I'm angry at the new Blair, but like, honey, don't. Don't throw it too much in my face. I get it. I mm -hmm. get it. You're new. You're improved. You've matured now. Let that maturity speak on its own mm -hmm. without you having to put on too much of a show about it. I, I, I just feel it's a bit too forced. Anyway, okay. going into this, I don't see Mayhem as a leader. I don't see Blair as a leader. I'm really curious as to seeing how this goes do you know what i thought as well they they kept on saying oh we're doing so much better without cracker i felt like they were kind of reassuring themselves quite a lot and saying look how well we get on look how yeah. amazing we're going to do their mantra I, yeah we are doing so much better without Miss cracker so two more times <laughs> we are doing so much better without Miss cracker okay do you believe it? yeah maybe one more time i am doing so much yeah they're focusing too much on on that i don't have high hopes for them I'm i afraid. don't i don't either um then we also have 
Juju B's group. I'm just going to say Juju B's group. Team Jundaxes. <laughs> God. Okay. Jundaxa. <laughs> team Jund. Um, team Jund. I can't even say it. Well, it's not that hard. Um, so they're team early season. Okay. And they're going for a jungle theme, aren't they? Well, yeah, they start off with what I find really intriguing, a wild Alaska theme. And Juju's talking about the kind of log cabins and snow and a salmon-filled river. How they do a salmon-filled river, I don't know. Um, and I really like that kind of like log cabin aesthetic. I think that would be fantastic. But Alexis, who's more of a glamour girl, is just not feeling that, is she? No. And Juju, <laughs> Juju's really funny in the confessional. She's like, yeah, I'm with two girls who have a really questionable sense of taste. And then she's like, actually, my taste is a bit questionable as well. So they've gone with a jungle theme. And then team, um, team, Miss Craker. Miss Shariah. Shariah, their team. My favorite, I love the Golden Girls. And they're mm-hmm. doing, um, they're doing a aesthetic. A uh, Their hotel is based on the Golden Girls. And mm-hmm. I, I, I attribute a lot of my sense of humor to the Golden Girls. I remember watching it since I was young. It was like, it was on all the time on like Channel One. Mm-hmm. And I just fell in love with it. And that sarcasm and that wit, I think that's where I got some of my sense of humor from because I loved it. I still watch like reruns of it today. You're a bit of a Dorothy. I don't know. Yeah, I would say I love Dorothy. But <laughs> are you a friend of Dorothy? That's the theme that they are going for. For I, me, I, because they don't have much time. Mm-hmm. If you don't have much time to create something and you really need to find something existing that you can use as inspiration and use yes. to give you that structure already mm-hmm. because you're not trying to reinvent something. It's yeah. there and you're you're taking and you're picking from it what you want. And it's, it's kind of like, you know, it's, you don't have to, like if you're doing a jungle theme, you have to think about like yeah. something, you have to think, okay, what, what kind of jungle is it? It's, it's, you're creating in your mind and you're trying to also take that imagination and make mm-hmm. something from it i feel it's easier to to take inspiration from something already established definitely so for for them to go for the golden girls i thought was really really clever given the time restraints also these are three these are fabulous drag queens yeah why can't they take some element of drag or something to put into it that that's that would be much easier. Like, stop doing too much. I think this is an incredibly smart decision, and I already see these three girls being in the top this week. Shay is the uh, the progenitor of this idea, isn't she? She's the one who comes up with the Golden Girls theme, and the others like, yes, we're on it. Though Cracker talks a lot about struggling with her anxiety because of the beef with Alexis, and she doesn't seem very present actually. No, um, which I wonder if that might come and bite her in the ass later. Um, I think. Such a smart idea. Go for Golden Girls. Rue loves Golden Girls. She references them all the time. Um, the gays love Golden Girls. So, like, go for it. I'm not that, f- you know, I didn't grow up with Golden Girls. It wasn't big here in the UK. I think it was probably on Sky TV or something. I didn't have Sky. Um, but, you know, as an adult male homosexual, I have picked up enough to understand Golden Girls. Yep. And why these that appeal and I, in the community? I think they're fantastic. Of course. Now, there's a big part that I want to focus on, which is how I started off saying, I don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. We're going to start now. There is a pool of aggression. I can I can hear the, the clink of that alcohol in that gin glass. What are you drinking for us? Tell us. It's an April spritz. An April spritz. Mm, it's a bit of ASMR for the group. <laughs> So we got this pool of aggression 
and it stems from look you're the psychiatrist can you explain because it's really really like whoa in my head alexis is kind of like main theme for this episode i think is keeping our heart really yeah she's keeping our heart and um there's a little exchange that goes on between um, Shay and Cracker. I felt like Shay's question was very pointed and probably she was prodded by a producer. So, so Cracker, what about that thing that happened yesterday? At the, uh, it's quite difficult for you, wasn't it? Um, and Cracker, obviously speaking loudly for the camera so everybody can hear her in the room. The camera's microphones. Um, no, they're all, they're all mic'd. They're so all... She didn't need to speak loud. Okay, okay. But it was loud enough for Alexis to hear. And Alexis, very quickly, her ears prick up. And Alexis is clearly quite sensitized to negative comments from um, Cracker at the moment. Cracker, um, I think I think Cracker is a very smart young lady. And Cracker means what she says and says what she means a lot of the time. I think a lot of what comes out of Cracker is actually quite well thought out. I don't think she misspeaks a lot. Um so Cracker says, there are people in this room that I respect and I get on with. And she's like, Mariah, Shay, my teammates, Juju, I respect. And there are other people, not so much. That's the gist of what she says. And I think that was quite a pointed dig, uh, Alexis, actually. You could accuse Alexis of being overly sensitive to pounce in at this point. I think that was designed to to provoke a certain response from Alexis. Does make me wonder, is Cracker trying to drive Alexis into looking like an angry, aggressive bully? So that she looks more like a victim in this situation, because well, certainly Shay's quick to pipe up and protect well, yeah, Cracker. I can quickly tell you that the villain edit is no longer on kind of Miss Cracker. I don't know if anyone's got. I don't know how to give. I don't know how to delegate who's the villain here because it it seems like they're all just really really reactionary. It's everything's just based on the reactions and why did you do that? And everyone's just really kind of going at it. I really appreciate Shay Coulee speaking up um, because it was getting quite tense. I will say this again. An angry Alexis Mateo yes. is a scary Cracker Alexis calls it the Alexis shark Mateo attack. <laughs> because she's like looking at you dead, like looking at you dead straight, like there's not even a hint. And she's like, don't sweetheart me. I didn't sweetheart yeah. you. I also feel that Alexis is playing mind games and she is a pageant girl. Let's get this straight. She's a pageant girl. She knows how to get into people's heads. She knows how to make people fly off their game. And I feel like there, there is an element of that going on. Whether Alexis knows that she's doing that, doesn't matter. She probably thinks that she's just being real, keeping it 100. But there there's something in her that knows... I can get into her head. She's scared. Here's another way for me to get more into her head, to really get her off her game. I think they're both at it. I think Cracker knew exactly what she was saying and the kind of reaction she was going to get from Alexis, who we know is capable of being quite combative and does speak up. I was quite entertained by how Juju and India were just kikiing about it and being like, oh, God, here goes Alexis again. Juju's a blessing funny. because Juju's that person. You know, she, there's always that group, the person in the group yeah. who just knows how to break the tension yeah. when it's getting a bit too, too much. She's yeah. like, she's making, she's cracking jokes and just really trying to keep it as light as possible. And that's kind of the, the purpose that she kind of serves in this episode. She's a shady angel. But I do feel like there's there's an element of... um pageantry going on surely do you think there's a little bit of um self-aware um good tv production going on between the two maybe i don't know because cracker looks genuinely scared Mm. and she is quite submissive 
to Alexis when Alexis comes for her. She just kind of really retreats. I think, I think that's intentional, though. I think that's Cracker adopting more of a sense of victimhood to draw in care from the likes of Shay. Oh. Because mm, it got that response. Do you see this with some of the people that you maybe work with? I see that with some of the people that I live with. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this. <laughs> um, look, I don't, I don't know where this is going, but I, it's, it's really a lot of drama. I'm seeing like a lot more of a calculated side to um, Cracker. Yes, I think Alexis knows what she's doing too, but I'm seeing Cracker being kind of like a bit more self-aware and sophisticated. I think, I mm. think she's she's engineering a certain kind of. Oh, poor, fragile, anxious Cracker. You know, Cracker needs help kind of thing. She's she's really, really good at getting other people to comfort her and stick up for her. Hmm. I don't know. I'd like us to think about that going forward. I mean, I see where you're coming from, but I just don't think that she can be that clever when Alexis is looking at you like she's going to kill you. <laughs> Like she's 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 not gonna throw pearls on the ground. She's throwing dynamites. She is throw she's throwing or bombs. Did 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 we're talking about the shark attack? Was she laid Ling Chum into the water? Did she throw some bait out there? Was she drawing in Alexis for Alexis to be portrayed as a bully? I don't know. I don't know. It's a really I mean, old it's... trope for the pageant girl to be the bully. Well, I don't, which is why I see it. I don't know if Alexis knows that she's doing it. It's just something quite innate in her as a pageant queen. My gut instinct in this situation is I get quite a genuine sense from Alexis. I think Alexis, um, I think her emotions are quite near the surface. And I think if you upset her, she'll let you know about it. And I think, I think that's what's going on. And she's, she's being a bit too aggressive, you might say. Yep. Um, but I don't think Cracker's a meek victim in this. I don't know. When someone senses weakness, they pounce on it. Look at Aiden Zane. Aiden Zane showed weakness, and people were very, very happy to, to, to kind of pick on her. Aiden's a very different character to Cracker. For one thing, Aiden fought her own battles and didn't get, you know, other strong characters like Shay to fight them for her. Let's have a look and see what happens with the rest of this episode. But it's, it's quite drama-filled, isn't it? It's quite deep. It's giving us food for thought. Yeah. Mm. Moving on. Great. We've seen the final products. Mm-hmm. Let's start with um, Team Shay, yes. Miss Cracker, and Mariah Balenciaga, mm-hmm. who had the Golden Girls theme. Golden Gals, to avoid a copyright infringement, I think. That's right, you're right. Golden <laughs> Gals theme room. What did you think? What did you think? This was, this was to be honest, I'm going to say to begin with, I enjoyed all three. Yep. No clunkers. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's get into it. Um, this I really enjoyed. I think, again, really clever theme. Um they definitely picked up on all the references, didn't they? Even me as a casual Golden Girls fan, like, picked up on the references. In terms of, like, their characters, it reminded me of what a good comedic actress Shay is. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Andrea uh, Zuckerwoman in um, in Beverly Hills in her season? Yes. And how good she was. So she's played old before, um, but she reminded me of that. But again, she's, she's good. She's a good, funny comedian. Mariah entertained me. Mariah was Mariah. Mariah wasn't a character. Mm-hmm. She was the Blanche Devereaux type, wasn't she? But for, for me, 
Miss Cracker was the one who stood out with the uh-huh. references of being old, calling up the grandparents, uh, gr- grandchildren. I thought it was um, I thought it was well thought out. It did, was very much Golden Girls. Did Cracker fluff a joke at one point though? There's a bit where she tried to deliver a joke that nobody really reacted to. Well, the cheesecake thing. The cheesecake. Yeah, I was, don't... was the joke that like they can't say cheesecake because it's trademarked. So she was like cream cheese dessert or something. I don't know, but nobody laughed anyway. Um, but yeah, again, yeah, that, that was my reflection. I, to be honest, this is my favorite decor because I love, I love pastel pink with like pastel blues and greens. So it was actually my favorite, um, room. What did you think about the, um, jungle theme, which was team shut? Oh, sorry. Team shut. Team shut. Who the hell's that? Which was team <laughs> Juju B, um, and India and, Alexis. India and Alexis. What did you think about that? This entertained me. It felt like a real showcase of Juju as a um, spontaneous, fun personality. It really she felt like she the led group. the way. She really, really held it. Her, her sense of humor mm-hmm. was great. She um, connected the dots throughout with the recurring grandma theme and yeah. the qu- off-the-cuff quick wit. Yeah, and that's Juju. What else about the room that you like? The decor, the, the girls, the, the cocktail? Tell me. I think this was the worst decor, actually. The green was too intense. It gave, I love green, but it gave me a bit of a headache. Okay. Um, as they said, like it dried much darker than they intended. Um, India Fair is an interesting one, isn't it? Because when, when she's on stage doing what India does, doing like a classic drag lip sync dance performance, she exudes charisma. Um, however, it's easy for her to get overshadowed by bigger personalities. And You're that, very right. She was very really, right. really trying, and I appreciate that, and I could see it. And I, I still think the chemistry was good between the three of them, but she was overshadowed. I have to say that she's very forgettable. And I, I she don't hasn't want, lived yeah. up to the hype that she created from episode one. Yeah. It wasn't even the hype of episode one. It was just the hype of her performance that yeah. was really, really great. And that's kind of what is keeping her near the top slightly middle but she is very very forgettable like i forgot about her all i remember is alexis and jujube and she was just there this is a theme in her original season because she was in the sci-fi acting challenge and the the news challenge and the exercise challenge and she got overshadowed in every single one that was a really consistent critique for her Mm. um but something about india makes me want to root for her there's like something she's really earnest and she really tries but i can just see that she just falls short Mm. okay um alexis really really made me laugh because there was something that happened with the cap of the spray and she was like what the hell was that it was just like classic alexis and it really made me laugh she's very very good going off the cuff as well isn't it yeah now if i look at these three girls the one who stood out to me the most was jujubee so you know she was my favorite from here her her humor her sense of humor um i don't like a lot of silence at all especially mm-hmm. when you're presenting something yeah and i think jujubee has that gift where she's like okay i i need a i need to keep the flow of sound because these other people aren't going to mm-hmm. i mean i don't know i don't know but India Fira, but like her English is her first language, and yet Alexis Mateo was speaking more than her, and Alexis Mateo was being more off the cuff and witty. Mm-hmm. So I, they really does speak to India as a character, India as a performance in India who doesn't really have much presence when she's not doing India Farah. And that's going to be something that works against her because you have to be a full package. There are a couple of moments where I saw India 
about to say something, but Juju and Alexis said something. So she's clearly, she finds it difficult to assert herself in improv situations. And at other times she was looking to the others for kind of like guidance and kind of what should I do next? Definitely noticed it. It was only the the bits that were clearly very scripted that she was able to deliver. Yeah. So she's not really, really good with improv. Now I did love the whole golden shower head. That was funny. You laughed. And I really, really, really um, kind of felt like I was in the Roo, Roo Coco, but uh, Coco. I, I thought really, that as well. I really thought yeah, that yeah. I was kind of like in there. I, I, mm. I wonder if they would have done like a fragrance and, and kind of like named up the fragrance. Just, just, just to like bring it up. And then it would have been nice to hear Bibi Zaharo Bernays song in the background, <laughs> you know, to, to really, really assert the jungle theme. But look, it was cute. I didn't mind it at all. Now let's move on to the next girls, which was 24 karat themed, which was um, Blair and LeMay. LeMay, not Mayhem. The May. Oh, is that Mayhem backwards? Mayhem. Kind of. I don't know. Don't, don't put me on the spot. Can mm. I just say that these two really knocked it out of the park They surprised me. me. Mayhem Miller surprised me. Like, yeah. Mayhem Miller surprised me. There, that's all I can say. She was really funny. Uh-huh. And I love it when people can like... Part of acting is reacting. And like, I saw her reacting a lot, especially when it came to the time where they're talking about the mirror mm-hmm. and like she covered her mouth and she was like, you're the, oh God, or like, you know, like yeah. there, there was, that's like the obvious humor, humor, but it was really, really funny. And then when they're, the bed bugs, don't let the bed bugs bite. She goes, they're also expensive. Yeah. Like everything, yeah. everything was very, very expensive. Them two were great together, but Mayhem Miller overshadowed Blair. She did. She did definitely. Which is good for Mayhem because I remember in some of the challenges in season eight, 10 i got it right this time like she went home on the challenge she was overshadowed by cracker mm-hmm. so it's really really great to see mayhem's fun effervescent lovable personality do you know what i think is really helps her comedy is her face is so gorgeous but also very expressive yes. she's got those beautiful big eyes and so she conveys so much comedy yeah um, did she, she do that yeah yeah yeah. i'm doing that I'm oh yeah yeah she did the yeah. pointing yeah, she's yeah really yeah. really good you know what and let's talk about the day the day call oh my i would i Jipping. I'm just jipping <laughs> gold and gold. Not to my taste, but you love it clearly. Yes. To me, it was a bit, dare I say, gaudy. Gaudy? I've written gaudy. Gaudy? G-A-U-D-Y, gaudy. It means kind of like ostentatiously tacky. Ostentatious. <laughs> Ostentatious. I went to middle school with her. Yeah. Um, I will say, I think it is worthy of note, and I wonder if the judges will pick up on this. A lot of their whispering of expensive rich was very reminiscent of Club 96. Yes, definitely. It did, but they made it work. It was I, very, They surprised me. I, I could, didn't mind it. I saw where they were going with it. Based on performances, who would you put tops and bottoms before we've seen the runway? Well, let's go... Uh, let's. Let's go at it this way. Where would you like to stay? Uh, the Golden Girls one. Yes. Why? Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the decor. Mm-hmm. The girls were fun. I love yes. the theme. Um, I think I'd have a good time there. And which would you not want to stay? Which one would make you rather go to a backpacker? <laughs> Unfortunately, the, what's it called? Glamazon one? Yeah. Um, because the green would give me a headache. Okay. Um... I would like to stay at the golden one yes. only because 
it just looked so expensive and everything. It looked really, really like glamorous and like, ooh, and it was a magic mirror. <laughs> it was. And it would, I don't have to do self-affirmations anymore. <laughs> Apparently the mirror will do it for me. Mayhem will be standing there whispering. Yeah, whispering with their yeah. hand over him. Oh, you're the, you're the best of them all, Mr. Paolo. <laughs> you're gorgeous, the house damn boots. I um I don't know which my least favorite was at all. I would not want to stay at maybe the jungle. However, I do like Alexis and Juju in them. Mm-hmm. As a host, I would like Juju B and Miss Cracker and um Mayhem. Yeah. The thing is they're one from every room. I don't know who do you think is gonna be the winner? Give I'd like to see Mayhem as the winner. She was really, she surprised me. And she really, she really like reminded us why we love Mayhem. Mm-hmm. To be honest, um, I think other strong contenders could be, like you say, Cracker. Um, I think Shay was great. Uh, Mariah was a little bit overshadowed, maybe just because she was being Mariah. Yes, Mariah was the weakest in the Juju Golden was Girls. Fab. Um, India Farah was the weakest yeah. in her one, and out of Blair and Mayhem, Blair was the weakest. Definitely. And that's what I think. Yeah, but um, I don't know how it's gonna go. It can go either way. I would like to see Mayhem win this week. It would be great, wouldn't it? It'd be a yep. really great moment for Mayhem. Yep, because she surprised me. Um, and everyone else was kind of okay. For me, my two tops are Juju and Mayhem. And the bottoms is India Farah and Mariah Balenciaga. Much as we love both of them. I mean, if if Mayhem brings it to the runway, she could have it in the bag. Should we have a look at the runway? Yes, please. Let's go. Great. The category is three and one looks. So they've elevated the... The reveal originally done by Miss Violet Chachki, mm-hmm. I'd say that I can remember the mm-hmm. impact being made from Violet Chachki. Maybe it was done before, but let's be honest, it was made iconic by Violet Chachki. I'll tell you who I think was the originator of changing it up on the runway is Tara Sanchez. She made okay. a habit of having like three outfits in one on the runway. Sometimes it was a bit clunky, but it was often fabulous. Um, so this category is three in one so the girls have to serve three looks in one like oh you can only do this in all stars where they've got a bit of coin to back them up it's very ambitious it? like it's, it's it's very it's very hard but let's mm. let's get going we start off with blair tell me about her so blair like blair sort of started off as like a young elizabeth taylor mm-hmm. in like a like a pink um mini dress then moving on to it was really cool what she said she was like moving through the eras then she moved into the 60s she was like a young twiggy wasn't she mm. in a mod dress with a geometric pattern in like a, a lovely um lemon yellow and then she was giving me like olivia newton john at studio 54 vibes and like a, a deep gold sequined um jumpsuit it was just beautiful three very beautiful looks i didn't like her first one I felt like she was wearing like a paper, you know those, what are those paper plates that you eat at like a kid's party? I felt like she was wearing (laughs) one of those on her head and I didn't see Eho, so I didn't see Travelling Lady. I saw like tacky. I get what you mean. Do you know what the difficulty is? The first look is always going to look clunky because it's covering up two looks. I also didn't like the second look, but I love the third look. I love the Studio 54, mm. beautiful with the weave that came out and, and, and the, the stunning is, is fabric that she has. Or is that hair growing straight out of her head? You, you know what? She's just pure woman. Pure she, woman. She's a woman. 
Next up, who do we have? We have Miss Mayhem Miller. Miller. What did you think of Mayhem? I liked her. It was like hmm. um, a traveling lady. And like she took yeah. me right back into like what well, I, I don't know the era. I'm gonna say 60s, 50s. I think 50s, 50s. I think 50s. I liked it. I really did like. I, I liked how it came through. I liked the final product hmm. with their um, their head wrap and hmm. like beautifully curvaceous. What did you think? She's giving me like Billie Holiday at the resort. Mm. And like she's in the beginning, she's in the daytime, she's covered up. She reveals her cocktail dress, which was lovely, cinched, and then um, takes off the skirt and she's ready to spend the evening by the pool. Yes. Um, and Mayhem's this, I can't remember ever seeing Mayhem's body quite so revealed, but she's beautifully padded. Stunning. Yeah. Stunning. Alexis, what did you think about her? I didn't like Alexis's first look. I mm-hmm. thought it looked... I didn't like the hat. I think I, I would have liked it better without the hat. It was a very, very circus tent. Is that what she was trying to be? She's being like a big a circus top. tent. Her theme was circus, and the first look was very, very literal. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I, I agree with you. I wasn't a big fan of the first look. Um, but I did like the second and the third. But you know what? She hit the. She revealed things the best. Like the way she took things off, it was like a beautiful like seduction it was like mm. slow motion and then oh, i'm taking the hair off and it, it was just beautifully presented the way that she just um kind of revealed her reveals yeah i liked i liked the structure of the second look i wasn't a fan of the color i don't like that kind of like acid lime green on a on a kind of more ballerina-esque chiffon kind of look i'd have loved that in a pastel um, and then the third look was like classic Alexis showgirl. She said she was represented the trapeze artist with the final look, wasn't she? Again, beautifully padded body. I like mm. the kind of, um, it was almost like a bit of like a Hervé Leger kind of um, body con kind of aspect yeah, to it. Yeah, I also like the Hervé <laughs> It was my favourite. Hervé <laughs> I feel like I'm like Maura Rose doing the Herp Lublingab. Herp. <laughs> <laughs> you remember the wine and you'll remember the name. Bert Herbivling. I can't really say that. But yes, well, one thing I have to say is that her her paint is stunning. Oh, she is beautiful. Her the house down boots. is stunning. Yeah. Oh, I love looking at her. Next up, we have India. I just wrote stunning. I love this. I wrote, oh my God, stunning. The only thing I have to falter on is that it didn't look it wasn't three looks. It was one look that was stripped down by the bar. I don't. <laughs> okay. I yeah, but I I'm not mad. I love it as the tailoring, the structure. It's high fashion. As far as I could tell, there were kind of four looks really, if you count the number of reveals. Um, like I loved the look. She said she was referencing kind of like nineties fashion. I'm not hundred percent sure. I'm not sure like. India to me is just like she when I look at her, I just see drag queen, drag queen. Um she looked beautiful and I loved the number of reveals. I thought it was very, very clever because she started off with a cape and a skirt and trousers and she took each one off until she was just in a leotard. I loved that kind of like houndstooth pattern. Cause it kind of like <laughs> for India, she exercised like a lot of restraint, I think, in her colour palette. She's usually like Bam! All of the all of the colours from the crayon box, isn't she? I thought she looked gorgeous. I loved the number of reveals. Um, I thought it was very, very clever. I just thought beautiful. Like yeah. everything was just 
gorgeous. And she had that kind of uh, Joan Joan Collins esque sort of hat on her yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, and that Joan Collins hat. I noticed that too. <laughs> yeah, referencing it. Um, next up, we have Juju, and I just wrote tacky, tacky, and tacky. This was unfortunate. Like it was. I felt like she was wearing three Halloween outfits yes. that you could order on eBay or order on Amazon. The first one was a witch. I've seen kids knock at my door with more <laughs> elaborate costumes than that. And then she did a Santa, a Miss Santa with that hideous, like, that wig she was wearing. I could see the wig underneath mm. and it just looked like, you know, maybe she was sticking so true to Mrs. Santa Claus that her hair was falling out and that, that's why I could <laughs> see her roots. And that's why I can see her head. The final one was... Another tacky Ariana Grande kind of like Miss Easter egg mm. eating a carrot. And the only thing I could think of was, how long was that carrot in your luggage? And you're still <laughs> eating it on the runway? That is commitment. But I didn't I didn't like any of her looks. I love Juju B. I just didn't like these looks. I agree with you. This is really disappointing. The thing that disappointed me most was like the Easter bunny look was clearly like a real afterthought because the colour palette wasn't Easter. It was still a Christmas colour palette. Yeah. It was red and white. That's not an Easter look. No. We want pastels. We want, you know, yellows and blues and springtime and florals. And graceful and delicate. Graceful delicate yes they had to go well she she would lose with that damn thing on her this is unfortunate for juju b unfortunately yeah. for such a good performance this kind of offset it a little let's talk about miss mariah i mm. love this so she started off as kind of like glamour robocop you know with yeah. that visor it was very futuristic and i just wish she had a nice like tight ponytail with that first look because okay. that, that would give it more of a like for me new york fashion with the whole the the the, the largeness of that fake fur whatever it was with I the elegance that. of the hair pulled back mm. which is what i want to see i want to see classic mariah balenciaga mm. with her with her tight ass weave you yeah. know what you know okay. you know exactly what i'm talking about the look I that i'm do, thinking about like when she walked into the work yes the very first i wanted time. to see that hair with that one okay okay i get where you're coming from and then like she her theme was kind of like new york day tonight I'm not sure that theme kind of bore out because I'm not sure, like, the first look, you're not wearing that out to lunch or anything, are you? Um, um, I think Mariah would. Mariah would, yeah, yeah. And that, I did lo- I, I love the audacity of wearing, like, a big ball of faux fur and just having your beautiful legs sticking out the bottom and that Robocop visor. Um, and then after that, like, she said it was kind of, like, JLo-inspired, kind of. But I got a lot more of a gothic vibe off it. And I was seeing, like, Morticia Adams going for a dinner than cocktails with Gomez. Okay. I, I don't really rate the other looks. I, like I mean, the f- they're safe, but if you're in the bottom, it's not the, one of the best outfits, and I'd worry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Next after that, we have Miss Cracker. When I th- I think she hit the nail on the head here. This is highly ambitious. It's ambitious and it's just it's drag and it's elaborate and yeah. it's beautiful and it's stunning and it's shimmer. I tend tend tends a- across the board with this. Again, the audacity of coming out there as a Fabergé egg with legs was cool. 
and then she kind of peeled out. It was almost like a kind of xenomorph egg kind of hatching, wasn't it? And she sort of peeled off the layers like petals. Oh, yes. Um, and then she was in a very princessy kind of gown. Anastasia. She said Anastasia. I was getting shades of Ariel with the red hair as no, well. No, there was no Ariel there. It was well, Anastasia. Um, and then she, re- when she took that off, it was kind of like a bathing costume with a chiffon train, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. All in gold. Um so it was beautiful. Three I thought, beautiful. It, was, I thought yeah. it was so gorgeous. Craig has got money. You can tell she toured. She spent She saved coin. all her coin and she got this from it. Lastly, we have Shay. I'm going to say it. I didn't like it. It looked tacky. I it. And, well, good. That's why we're different people. Um, <laughs> we're allowed to disagree. I, di- I didn't like it at all. I, d- I hated the makeup. I hated the... I, th- I thought it wasn't executed. I actually, when they said three in one look, I was wondering if anyone was going to come as a cocoon and then emerge as a butterfly. Mm-hmm. She didn't execute it as perfectly as Jasmine Masters did. <laughs> and I think that's what I'm holding Shay up to. I'm comparing <laughs> it to the blossoming I'm comparing it to the perfection there was Jasmine Masters who was in a cocoon <laughs> but no I, did, I didn't like it I thought it was tacky and then it became tackier and then it became more tacky there was no none of the outfits I thought was fashion it, it wasn't it wasn't great. I'm sorry. I thought it was the very hungry caterpillar on acid. I loved it. It was kind of, um, it was audacious. It was psychedelic. It was lovely. I thought it was crazy. Like, and also she inhabited a character. She came out with unusual movements, vivid makeup, black contacts in. And you could just see at the beginning that, right, this is a caterpillar. I get what you're doing and I know where you're going to go. And then she emerged with her butterfly wings at the end. Mm, Because it was a fashion runway, I wish she did the opposite. I've, I've told you about this. Like sometimes it's best to give your character the opposite of the obvious. Mm-hmm. So she was a obviously like a little insect, a cocoon going to butterfly. I just wish she walked out and just served, 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 instead of being too obvious with it. I get where you're coming from. that's I, just me. I like me and my creative <laughs> mind, you know? I, I think... I think you're going to see something animalistic. It's good to incorporate those movements in there, not just look like a Victoria's Secret model, which is what she could have been in danger of looking like. No, 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 no way. There was nothing Victoria's Secret about that look. It was Maybe very, because Victoria's very... Secret doesn't have the creativity that Shay has. And she wore her Lisa Franks reference on her Sorry, sleeve did you, as well. I just... You heard me exhale? Yeah, no, okay, I cool. just, I just didn't yeah. want you to glaze over it because I <laughs> wanted you to, to acknowledge it. I, I think Shay Look, was really great. These are the looks. Who was your favourite? And you can only give me one. My absolute favourite was... I'm going to say India. India Fira? Looking at my notes, I'm going to say India. India Fira had my favourite look. Yes, but my favourite... Com- my favourite f- three outfits from the same girl i liked miss cracker oh, i'm a big disney fan so yeah. um the minute you pulled the strings of disney with me you've you've won me over anastasia wasn't disney what was she Pic- it was the other rival production company pixar? The, um, the bluth one pixar no 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 the, the they did like um why are you trying to call me out on because it's live? not disney why couldn't you say bolo pause i just want to correct you i want to let you know that you're dumb we could stop rewind and re-record if you want oh my god <laughs> where, we, where, where do you where do you where do you get off <laughs> what does your 
problem. Uh, I just I'm I I'm just trying think... to be professional. professional, professional, professional. Okay, you can't do that. Anyway, fine, fine. Let it be known. I was wrong. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it now that it's not Disney. Which is it? It was the, the like Bluth. They're the ones who did like a Land Before pause, Time. Pause, 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 pause. Alexa. Is Anastasia from Disney? Sorry, I'm not sure about that. Alexa, tell us about the film Anastasia. Anastasia, the 1997 animated feature produced by 20th Century Fox. Okay. Um, I might have to edit that out because it's quite embarrassing. You know, I was so confident in my Disney. <laughs> Moving on. Okay, so my favorite, my favorite will still have to be uh, Miss Cracker. Okay, I'm gonna just stick with my guns. And your favorite is I'm loving India's look. India's look. Okay, I want to see the rest of the show, and we're gonna get into it now. Thank you. Let's just say the winner this week, as decided by the judges, rightfully so, was Juju B. There was a genuine shock, and. I mean, she when they announced her name, she was very, very just like stone faced. Like, yeah, I've waited eight years to win a challenge. I've this is my third time here. Uh-huh. I've made it far, but I've never won. And I'm um, she started bawling, or not bawling, but she started crying. And it was it was a beautiful moment. Mm-hmm. It was it was so nice to see Juju be one because she was amazing. She held the group like we said. Yeah, I want to say that I was really, really the judges really, really resonated. <laughs> with the feed they probably heard the podcast before they even actually made these decisions they because do. they basically liked 24k they had won in terms uh-huh. of the best hotel but juju b was the overall winner she let's, was let's discuss the bottoms the bottoms this week was india farah mariah balenciaga and miss shay kool-aid i got heart palpitations <laughs> listening to the girls discuss who they were going to send home. Yeah. Specifically, I was quite a bit annoyed. And and I, I need you to help me understand this. Okay. Two people voted for Shay Coulee. First of all, this is Shay's first time in the bottom. She had just come off a fresh win. I can't believe it. No, Alexis chose Shay. And yeah. I think Alexis is very black and white. I'm I'm just I don't think that Alexis has been like shady. Alexis is very much you had the worst critique. That's what she said. Yeah, you had the, like she was very open. You had the worst critique. Shay had the worst critique, so she chose Shay. And I, and I believe that maybe she's happy that she had the worst critique because she, obviously she wants competition to go home. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure she genuinely chose Shay Coulee for the reason that she got the worst critique. Now Miss Mayhem Miller also chose Shay. I am gagged. You know what they need to realize is that Shay is actually a really strong contender. She's really good. And when she finds out that your ass has put her name in the bottom, I don't I know she's not gonna give a shit if you're in the bottom and someone was better than you, she's sending your ass home. And, I would. And they're now making a habit of laying out the lipsticks one by one. Yep. Um during the opening of the next episode. So I got that's what I got. Do you do you have anything to say before we move on to the lip sync? I mean, Mayhem justified it. She'd she'd sworn an alliance to India, but not Mariah. Mariah's her, her actual friend. They, ru- they, they run in the same circles in LA. It was a process of of elimination, more so being vindictive, was it? I don't I don't think it was vindictiveness. It was convenient that like the the strongest contender was probably there for the taking. Um, did if, did if Shay they, really get the worst critiques? If if they Manila Shay. <laughs> I swear, 
I would have been so angry. It would have been quite galling. Um, do you think it was the right bottom three? Is anybody yes. else who would have put them in the bottom? Uh, nope. That was the right bottom three. And Shay did get the worst critique. But mm. you... I mean, she just came off for win, and she's the only one so far who's actually won one. Like, everyone else... Like, um, who was the first winner? India. Mm-hmm. India won the challenge, but she didn't win the lip sync. Yeah. Shay is... Won the she challenge won the, the challenge sync. and the lip sync. So she is coming off quite a high place. I could have put Blair in the bottom over Shay. Um, I don't know. I don't think... I believe Blair had a good runway, and Blair was pretty okay. Uh, she was... Well, she was safe because um, they had the best set design. Mm-hmm. Now, Juju B, congratulations, girl. Uh, she still kept the humor going on, didn't she? she? Did. So, you guys want to know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of my cats. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I mean, she was that's... dressed in leopard print. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and she kept that going. The lip sync assassin this week was Monet Exchange. And people know me, well, you know, and you know this about me. I don't know if you guys know this. I'm pretty sure I've said it in podcasts previously. I don't rate Monet as a presenter. I don't like the exchange rate. I don't like her on Sibling Rivalry, the podcast, our you know, Rivals podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't yes. rate her as a speaker, as someone who's witty, but I rate Monet 100% on a stage performing. I think she's a very good choice for a lip sync assassin. And I have said several times that the the lip sync that she was sent home on, on her season, I don't think she lost it against Cameron Michaels. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. So Monet was the returning um, lip sync assassin. And let's talk about the lip sync. So it was Juice by Lizzo. Fabulous song. Um, you said going into it, like, you know, before before the curtain was drawn up or we knew the song, you said Juju's got this in the bag. But when you're against Monet Exchange and it's a Lizzo song, which really appeals to like Monet, she conveys a lot of like attitude and humor on stage. And I think this song is right up her alley. Yeah. Um, and I think we saw in the first few moments, really, that Monet was bringing it. Yeah. Mon- Monet won that very, very, um, very obviously. Yeah. I just want to say this about Juju B. I don't know if she felt out of her depth, but she wasn't really performing. She was on stage just, you know, like when you see someone just singing along to the song in their room mm-hmm. or like a song comes on when you're with your friends and they just start singing along. That's what B was doing. She was just singing along. She wasn't performing. There was no performance element. And she spent a lot of the time looking at Monet Exchange as if trying yeah. to find out, is there a way that I can engage with her mm-hmm. in this song? Is that is that is that how she's going to make it? that kind of more performative but i mean juju b was someone who was just singing along to a song whereas monet gave that element of performance she gave her normal campy self she gave her attitude she mm-hmm. just yeah monet is a very very strong performer monet, um yeah she even walked over and embraced juju from behind at the end i thought it was like a real kind of like power move it's like i've won this dear you can stop yeah. now <laughs> <laughs> just go to the back yeah just, I'll, I'll tell you what we will say she'll say go to the back just say talked so um, the winner of the lip sync was Monet Exchange. Was it deserved? How? Yes. Yeah. Now let's talk about who went home. I want you to reveal your lipstick, Tom. Who was it? Um, it was Mariah Paris Balenciaga. I was a bit shocked. How, how did you feel? I'm so sad to see Mariah go. I yes. love Mariah. And I have been waiting for her to be on an all-star season for a long time. Um, 
I guess it, what saddens me really is that um, Mariah had a really strong opening. I would have put her in the top based on the variety challenge in the first week. And then I think we've had a couple of challenges where she could have shone and brought that effervescent personality of hers, but she she fell just short. Like, I don't really argue with her being in the bottom. Um, she's probably a bit of a victim of kind of like alliances and that sort of thing, maybe, even though she's got a lot of friends there. Um Overall, I'm sad to see her go, yep, but somebody had to go. Um, I'm really sad to see Mariah go because she's very much a great... She's great entertainment, she isn't really she? Is. She's very, she's great entertainment. You know what? I'm very, very hoping that they have an episode where the girls have an opportunity to come back because mm-hmm. they need Derek Barry back on there. <laughs> she is TV gold. She is hilarious. She is gonna set up drama, and they need the sassiness of Mariah Balenciaga. Yeah, those who need to need to come back, and I'm I'm actually really looking forward to a challenge where they get to come back. One of them, at least, please come back. They they do it every season. Yep. Like they have to. They um, have to do that. Yeah. I'm, I want to see what drama unfolds next week when Shay finds out that those two chose them. Because uh, I would be angry. I would be so mad. She had one bad week and the people really pounced on that opportunity to get rid of her. Yeah. And I would have. I would be angry at that. Mm-hmm. Like, I would assume everyone's playing a fair game. But there's always that turning point, isn't there, when someone makes that decision to send someone home not based on what should happen, based mm-hmm. on that challenge. And then and then they start breaking it up into alliances. Then they start thinking about, oh, well, you did me wrong. <laughs> I mean, that's how Manila got sent home, wasn't it? Yes. So, you know what? It was an okay episode. It was great. Um, it's really enjoyable. I, I like really the drama more than I liked the challenge this week. I like the um, the drama between Cracker and India. I like the 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 start of Alliances starting. And as much as I hated people like really really being kind of bitchy towards, I feel towards Shay. I felt like that's gonna just give us more and more more to talk about next week. And it looks like there's more drama next week. We had a little clip of um, Cracker coming for. Um, Blair. Well, no, it was more Blair coming for Cracker and Cracker con- uh, confronting Blair. It what was, we heard, yeah. what we heard was Cracker say, "I have, I have it." Did you say Alexis had fed back to her? Yeah, Alexis, uh, I have it on uh, a good reason to to believe that you have been trying really hard to send me home, and that was told to me by India. Alexis. Alexis, I think she said. I don't know what's going to happen, but mm. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next week. It looks like maybe a comedy improv challenge next week. Okay. Yeah? Then Cracker should be great. Mm-hmm. And so should Shane. Anyway, thank you very much for joining us again this week on Spilling the GNT Podcast. Make sure to follow us. Make sure to subscribe. And we always love it when you leave us a review. Yeah. So please do that. All right. Well, that's us. This is Bolo. And Dr. Tom. We'll see you guys next week. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.